divisive issues contains language unsuitable for children, adults, and any scrolls out there pretending to be children, and anyone who doesn't want spoilers. So just don't listen to this. Welcome to Divisive Issues, a comic book podcast where we talk about comic books. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. And here is our year closer fun spectacular. Right, guys? That was smooth. Uh, tree, tree mark, pen pending. <laughs> TM, 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 TM. And uh, may I can't think of a pun of Auld Lang Syne, so whatever. <laughs> Uh, you're an old Lang Syne. <laughs> That's mm. no, you're the old Lang Syne. <laughs> Good one, guys. We're off to a great end of the year. Oh, that that's some, some that joke sums up 2016. So yeah, pretty much. So Sly had a wonderful idea that I think we all really liked. At least I did. Fuck you guys. I don't give a shit about your opinions. And it's called back issues. Do you want to talk about it, Sly? Oh, we just um, thought that it would be interesting as a, a year end uh, special. That since um, half of our, a little less than half of our backlog now, but a good chunk of our backlog is episodes not featuring uh, Daryl or Phil, that we have them read some of those back issues, or back episodes, whatever you want to call them, and uh, give their thoughts on it so uh, we can uh, see how they would interpret uh, episodes they weren't here for in the past. And what did we choose for them to enjoy? Uh, Cry for Justice. <laughs> Justice! What episode was this? Episode three. Yeah. I remember listening to this really early on, but... Justice. We're going really old school. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I, I suggest this as a possibility for this segment because of our extreme reaction to Nemesis. <laughs> and this, this this character in the Nemesis episode, uh, Ryan mentioned that Mark Millar ripped off Nemesis of another, of another character and that most of Mark Millar's shit is ripped off of Grant Morrison's shit because they worked together and then Mark Millar backstabbed Grant Morrison and sold a lot of his ideas. He's a bad person as well as a bad writer. <laughs> <laughs> according to according to Morrison. I mean, just read his writing. It's he's, like, yeah, he's a bad. He knows he's, he's a fucking good person. But, uh, so, Nemesis was a ripoff of a, of a Grant Morrison character called Prometheus. Prometheus was basically the same shit. Like, what if Batman was evil? Except... Uh, it was more interesting because you actually got to see Batman face off against this evil Batman and uh, defeat him by giving him the... Basically, like uh, Prometheus has this that he puts into his helmet and that gives him the abilities of other people. And Batman basically hacked his disc and gave him the fine capabilities of only Stephen Hawking and kicked his ass. <laughs> uh, is that real? Yeah, it's yeah. real. That's, that's actually the first story he appeared in. But, so, uh, but this is the follow-up. After a few years of, of being kind of a Joe character after his initial defeat... Uh, James Robinson was like, I'm going to bring him back. He's going to be cool again. And James Robinson is another noteworthy figure. We mentioned it. Like, uh, for any of all this shit, go read, listen to our original episode to hear the full details. But James Robinson was basically like the new hot shit writer. Like, I, I will compare him to kind of like the George Lucas of comics in a weird way. <laughs> I think that's very fair. Because, uh, like, George Lucas didn't do that, many, that, many, that much work, but what he did was very influential in the medium. And James Robinson, even though a lot of non-comic readers might not know who he is, if you know comics, you, you, uh, he was a, a big deal because in the 90s, he created a series called Starman. And basically, he, it was a very unique specimen because not only was it critically acclaimed, 
and very standalone, but also he got an exclusive contract of DC that as soon as when he when he quits the book, those the characters he created for that book were retired. No one can do them except him. And that's pretty much unheard of. Uh, Spider-Man, when Stanley finished writing Spider-Man, Spider-Man was still to be other writers. But when when Starman cast was was finished by Robinson's characters were finished, and Robinson himself, and just like George Lucas, when he came back, he proved how overrated he was. I it's, I have seen lots of good Robinson since his. There, there are decent Robinson. good Robinson, but this story definitely proved he is not the golden child he was before. Oh yeah, absolutely. Ironically enough, comparing him to George Lucas, I this morning read James Robinson's C three PO one shot from last year, and I loved it. <laughs> he could be a good writer, but yeah, he is not the golden boy. He, that people so he, he wrote Cry for Justice completely. Yes, yes. Oh, it was all his baby. He, so, I. I I've almost never seen such bad writing in a published work before. And that's what that's what I mean, Mike. I agree. The, the fact that he could write such shit shows he is not the fucking genius we thought he was. He's not the Alan Moore, Grant Morrison type he was being proclaimed as. Yeah. Are you sure, like, the, the his first draft didn't get, like, accidentally published? It feels like it, doesn't it, right? It really does. Yeah, so for mine and Sly's thoughts on it, we have an episode about it. So let's focus on what did, what did Phil and Daryl think? This... <laughs> Was my least favorite comic I've read. So, uh, really, you think that? I really think that. So, where's Nemesis? Okay, so the problem uh, Nemesis is usually my go-to, like one of my least fa- least favorite things to read that we've done. But this was worse than Nemesis because it didn't even have any action. Really, it was like it was nem- like a Nemesis on a DC wide scale, and nothing happens throughout the whole thing. No, things happen. Cities get blown up. So very quickly. What, what was your guys' takeaway? What happened in this book? So what happened in this book is that Hal Jordan gets really upset with the Justice League because they're not... Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. Yeah, Green Lantern. They're not doing proactive justice, which is the going, out <laughs> to, going out to stop the bad guys. This is a George Bush model of superiorism. we got to attack them before they attack us yeah, here. Yeah, preemptive strike. So he takes his best friend, uh, Green Arrow, and they fly around, and then parallel to this story is a monkey and an alien hanging out together, <laughs> and that's literally all that happens. They just hang out for a while. Hang out, yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. You're saying stuff happens, but very little. Every there's seven issues, and what mostly happens is Bill the monkey and, and this this alien called just... by a superhero name Kong Gorilla. <laughs> no, he says I'm Bill. Yeah, he changes. He's like I'm not Kong Gorilla. I'm Bill. Whatever. After his monkey family gets murdered, uh, they hang out. For forever and and then on the other side it's all these other superheroes led by green lantern constantly saying justice they literally yell to the sky justice that's even simplifying it because there are other uh, factions there's the actual justice league that also come in later on there's also a, a group of unrelated characters uh, <laughs> another flash and shade that have nothing to do with anything there's that... a group of unrelated characters that don't affect the plot that seem to show up uh, every four the pages. most important unrelated character of all guardian <laughs> yeah. He shows up, he gets blinded, he's done. <laughs> well, to be fair, all the superheroes get yeah. fucking taken out like bitches in the story. Wow, Sly rushing to the defense of Guardian. <laughs> well, like, but, like, Guardian, we, we already have evidence against Guardian. We don't need to add this to because <laughs> Guardian's paid his due. Like, ever, ever, like if, if, if fucking Superman's useless in the story, then fucking Guardian can't be bitched about too much. All these Nemesis comparisons, my, my big gripe with Nemesis was, if you will recall, that he has these, like, this... This uncanny way of always being ahead of the reader or the the characters with like it's obvious that he's being like the writer is cheating and just making him win and it's 
it's so apparent in this that Prometheus is the same way, where every time he's one step ahead of them, the bomb is about to explode in three seconds. The bomb's also made of uh, kryptonite and Hal Jordan's yeah, yeah. DNA. I, I was going to read from the actual page. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Because he sets off this bomb. He they they capture what they think is Prometheus, which is actually Clayface, who's pretending to be Prometheus, and he has a bomb inside of him. And then he blows up, and he blows up like a green lantern green arrow supergirl and shazam together but they shazam defends them with lightning somehow and it's just a shazam and somehow that makes a force field that's now his powers work shazam powers all they do is transform from big boy to little boy nothing else <laughs> yeah. little boy to big boy so you think already it's like okay he was pretty smart for getting like putting a bomb in clay face and having him go like that that works but then green lantern says like he analyzes the bomb particles and his uh, ring says analysis of explosive compound laced with molecular nanobytes reconfiguring substance of blast every point zero 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 three four milliseconds at moment of explosion trace some elements of kryptonite also active ingredient Jordan DNA making possibility ring would override protective screen only one present with plus percentage chance of survival is Shazam so it, it wasn't enough that it's just a powerful bomb. It's that he had to, like, it was going to kill those other characters. When it's later revealed that Shazam is Prometheus anyway. <laughs> I, fucking, <laughs> I fucking hate this It's so like, much. I had to protect you guys from dying because I want, like, something worse to happen to you. And the only, the only other, like, major things that happen are they just maim another character, kill a baby, and destroy a city. The, no, like, literally, if you if you read this comic and you don't know, like, a thousand comic book characters and their backstories, it's a, it's, it's a stream of nonsense. Yeah, and just... their characters, like, there'll be pages with 15 new characters, and they have to put word bubbles and explain every single one. It's just constant, constant, constant. Someone showing up. Someone saying sentences that are actually pretty hard to understand because the writing is, is so bad. The syntax, the grammar, it's all like, it's really hard to understand what they're it's saying. It's like a bunch of sentences are mashed together and sometimes like things just aren't explained. Like, at one point a character says to another character, Al Pratt and you were never close like me and Barry and Wally or Al, Alan or Hal. And it's, like, they don't use the superhero names. You're just supposed to know these are all, like, a bunch of Flash characters and Green Lanterns in there. Or Green Arrow. But also, I mean, these don't talk like that. Like, oh, uh, hey, uh, Joe, you're never as close to us with, as me as Barry or D Tom and Dave. And Joe, yep. just says, you're not as close to me as my other friends. There's other like, weird sentences. My intelligence feels a need to know the way of all of this. <laughs> Sometimes reading this book felt like reading the transcript of a Trump speech. Yep. Mike Dante was my friend, and he died a bad death. <laughs> uh, wait. The explosion was the thing. Prometheus's death trap. That super smart, super cute Freddy found a way to save us from from and win our confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's> like, what? <laughs> did, what does that mean? Did one editor to go, you need to rearrange the sentence so it makes sense. This is, this is a probably a good example of why uh, most, most writers, when they get an ego... Uh, probably fucking suck. Almost, I think almost universally. I don't think any writer who became famous doesn't write shit at some point because as, after a certain point, you're like, I don't need editors anymore. I'm fucking great. And yeah. sure, that's probably what happened here. My father's dead. I want justice. Together, we can be justice. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and justice is so overused in this comic, people will look at the sky and yell justice repeatedly throughout <laughs> the first issue. Justice and League, Justice Society, Justice League of America. What is it, justice? I And I'm someone who loves justice. I think comics like about justice are some of my favorite. Even if it's Especially Soldier Joe Justice, right, Phil? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's... Even if it's over the top, I can deal with it usually. But here, it's it's just... 
it's just so shitty. Well, there's it, a reason why people call this gay for justice. <laughs> <laughs> well, they call that because the fucking title looks like it says gay for justice. It's a shitty font choice. <laughs> Uh, so, how does this end? It's a bunch of nonsense for seven issues. They talk about a Flash museum. It's one human that beats the entire Justice League. Not just the entire Justice League. All the superheroes in the world, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone. We're Even in, Guardian. In one hit with each of them on, like, two pages. It's, yeah. it's crazy, too, because it's like... The idea behind it, like with Nemesis, is he plans so well that he has everyone's weaknesses. But that... I don't know if anyone who wrote this has ever seen, like, a real fight or anything. Like... People, just because you have someone's weakness doesn't mean you get to just one-shot everyone. Like, yeah. I, I, I use this example with you guys, but in real life, everyone's weak to guns. If you have a guy standing there with a gun and 30 other people who also have guns, or, <laughs> like, he, he can maybe kill one person or two. Especially if some of those people that have guns can react in nanoseconds. So, yes, so yeah. you're saying the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the only thing that's Prometheus is another Prometheus. That, that's why Prometheus is so OP, because Batman's dead at this point in the story. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers for other stories! <laughs> it's not if even this! this. comic fight was live action or animated at all, like, how would this look? It looked like a fucking, one of those fights in any shitty movie where everyone just takes turns while they're trying to fight the villain. <laughs> yeah. it, would be like, it would be like in slow motion and just be like Prometheus's narration. Being like, I know you're weak to kryptonite. I'll use this compound on you to make you stretch out really far. It's, it's so bullshit too because it, it computates shit. His, his head computer computates shit while he's fighting guys. So in no realistic way is he, the computer, analyzing information and relaying it in word That's why I love him. that he beats the Flash off screen. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's just like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> he beats, he beats two, multiple Flashes. There's two Flashes in the story. He beats both of them. It's like, even if you can literally kill someone in one hit and you're in a room full of superheroes, some of them who can fly around the world in like 10 seconds and you're just a guy and yeah. you just shoot all of them one by one and it's just it was just the most bullshitty fight i've ever seen so yeah. you think it's a good great book and you love it a lot right <laughs> yeah and then and then it gets it only gets worse as they strap him down the chair and like prometheus he's like you think i didn't plan for this like i want to yeah, be like captured nemesis yeah <laughs> you guys can't even keep nemesis and prometheus straight because they're the same fucking character one's purple and one's white and also um the way he gets taken out is he gets taken out by an arrow to the head by a fucking green arrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't play that. was that. a great part because, like, I thought this was supposed to be an edgy story about this bad guy wins and, like, you'll have to live in fear about what he'll do next. But it's like the last three pages is just Green Arrow somehow walks into his dimension and shoots him through the head. And it's like, you didn't plan for <laughs> yeah. any of this? I never also, expected somebody to break into my house. What the fuck? The villain whose whole stick is he has a super helmet didn't protect against head injury. Yeah, that's, the, that's one of the weirdest things. If you're prepared to fight Superman, an arrow can pierce your helmet? Like, <laughs> Also, the fact that if he can literally be killed by just an arrow, not that means not one superhero in that entire struggle hit him once. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, there is that. There's that one girl. I don't know what her powers is, but she just beat him up. She's with just her Wonder fist. Girl. She's literally Wonder, uh, a junior version of Wonder Girl. A Wonder Woman. Okay. Well, that makes a little more sense why she was able to beat him up. More than fucking Flash or or fucking any other superhero. <laughs> and I, I was also confused on. He explained that his his goal, like his whole motive, is that he wants to. He's basically putting these bombs in these cities to displace them in space and time, so that. All of the heroes that love the cities and that were from there 
they wouldn't know what's happening to the people in there and it's like that kind of dread is even worse than death because you you're not sure if they're alive or dead and then at the end he was just blowing up all the cities or just he accidentally them. did it or something it's like oops my bomb that was supposed to send them in space and time just blew no what actually what actually happened this i brought this up in the, my initial review because and joe and ryan right no this makes sense fuck you sly uh, what he all the because he plans everything just to Kaiko everything he, all these he calls in every villain favor in the book to do this plan where he traps everyone in, in space and time but what happened was because he got captured he's like oh yeah if, in case I got captured I was just gonna say let me go and I'll cancel my plan so his plan to, for being captured he just cancels plan after all that planning yeah <laughs> also that's something that's great that you mentioned all the villain favors the first like fucking four issues of this book he is not in it and it's just. It's just random villains from the DC universe attacking yeah. other cities that they're not like, uh, native like Javelin. to. Javelin. Oh, Javelin! Is I'm not a B-lister. I I throw spears. I'm not a B-list villain. Like, <laughs> fuck you. A, a guy with a gun is more powerful than that. <laughs> like, but anyway, like, and because they're going to other cities and attacking out other element, the superheroes they're like, I don't know how to deal with this. Like, yeah, and 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 it makes no sense because there's a fucking character there called Shade, whose power. He uh, previous meets him. He's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm Shade. I, you never heard of me because I'm a villain, not a hero. And I reformed recently." And then when they put this bomb in to counter the, the hero's powers, Shade is like, "Oh no, he countered my power too." Even though he literally did not know I existed, he made my bomb. I don't even remember who is Shade the guy with the hat. Yeah, 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 the hat, the yeah. And there's so many, there's so many characters that I, I, I kept like I was reading this while like browsing the internet because I couldn't stay focused. Like, every time I would look at it, I would just, my mind would just it's draw blank. one of the most confusing um, things, too, is the way that it ends, it's like there were only certain characters that you need to follow. Like, for instance, Congo Bill and the alien had nothing to do with the whole story. Yeah. Like, their, their stuff is fun, but it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the story. Like, the story was kind of about Green Arrow and the Justice League, and that's it. Oh, oh it's only about, that's even, that's being very generous. It's about Green Arrow and Green Lantern, that's it. Like, everyone else is pretty secondary. They don't accomplish anything in the story itself. But even Hal doesn't do anything at the end of that. Yeah. Like, Green Arrow's the only one, because it's, it's about, like, him killing him at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just love, like, Hal Jordan's the main character who does nothing the whole time, really. Yeah. yeah except just yell about justice and be mad <laughs> at people. that scene where he's, like, willpower, his, com- uh, Prometheus's computer is, like, willpower depleted, all according to Kikaku, <laughs> and then, like, he can't use his ring or something because he's Will's law. Yeah, Mongo couldn't break his fucking will after he destroyed Coast City, but, <laughs> but Prometheus figured it out. Fuck you, book. <laughs> Fuck you, book. <laughs> Where was Superman? <laughs> Superman was at, uh, he was on New Krypton at this point. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, what did you guys think of the art? The art was great. It. Yeah, yeah, the art's great. Really the art was real. That, that's one of the most confusing parts. It's like when you're reading this, you're like, I I feel so terrible for this artist that they they had to spend so much time doing this, and it's attached to this story. I think we mentioned it last time, but Sly said that uh, the artist quit comics forever after this. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think this is synonymous for a lot of um, uh, human creations. Where like, <laughs> like look at look at fucking like the Transformers movies where. Look, just when they show that scene of a fucking uh, robot humping uh, Megan Fox's legs, imagine the amount of effort that the animators yeah, yeah, and yeah, like that, that's had. months of work right there. Yes, yeah, so like that's, that's, that's millions human, that's of human, dollars. That's human yeah. effort uh, in a in a nutshell. Just all that effort, all that art, creative talent. People went to school, learning this shit to satisfy that fucking story, and that's human. I, I feel like nutshell. one of the sad things too is the art was fitting for the premise of the story of like 
why don't we go stop the bad guys before we get to them? Like a more darker take on what a superhero is doing. But then, yeah. like, there's there's jokes written into it, and their faces don't change to reflect the jokes like how they would in comic books. So they're just delivered like in this like weird deadpan way. Like, oh boy. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a lot of Green Arrow jokes with Green Lantern. Yeah, and they're just like they come off really weird. It also doesn't I, help that like the syntax is so bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, baby, I'm with you. Old times, new times, all the time. <laughs> and there's, just, there's some lines where they're, they're trying to make a funny joke, but like, like uh, Hal Jordan and Green Lantern are, or Green Arrow are arguing about something, and he's like knee jerk liberal, and then that's his end of the joke. It's like, it, it just also reminds me of like Batman vs Superman when. They make a joke, and it's just it's after like uh, after Batman murders a, a room full of people, and then his, then his mom and Superman's mom makes a joke like, "Oh, I, I, I recognize you, my friend, friends, of my son, because you have a cape." Ha ha ha! And it's like after all these people got murdered, you're gonna make a joke now. It's gonna <laughs> yeah, pray for fucking justice. I, I think the idea of it like um, is cool. Like mm-hmm. maybe maybe not waiting for the villains to attack, going after them. I, but, I, I, I actually, looking back at this premise, I hate it even more because it really is the Bush fucking model <laughs> in superior form. No, but it's an interesting It's a, it's interesting a cool take. thing to explore. Yeah. Like, Jumbo yeah. Outsiders does this concept a fucking million times better. And it was years before this. Because especially in the case of something like someone like Prometheus, where it's like, you probably should have had someone looking for this dude that was this dangerous. Yeah. I understand your complaint slide, but that, like... Obviously, we don't want to have a world like Minority Report, but it's still an interesting idea, you know, like... In a world where you're as powerful as a god, you can explore this in a way that's interesting and nuanced, and not the way it, it is explored here. There's, a, there's, there's fucking no nuance. In a world where one man can turn another man's brain into a baby's brain. <laughs> oh, wait, we forgot we forgot to say that almost half the book is fucking, what's his name, the little guy? The Adam? Adam, Adam yeah. going into people's noses and beating up their brain or something. <laughs> Yeah, he has a, he, uh, Adam is like fucking Ant-Man, except he can shrink to the size of Adam. Yeah, it says, do you know what a sinus headache is? Oh, over and over and over. Every time they go to random villains and they're like, we, we weren't proactive enough before. Let's go in their nose. <laughs> and my favorite is every time Green Arrow being like, Hal, do we really need to do this? And Hal's always like, they're villains. They don't deserve rights. <laughs> And that debate gets solved off screen. Like I, I, after like a random point, Adam's just like, I just realized off screen that uh, Green Arrow is right. I shouldn't torture people. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then they, when they capture Prometheus and they have him bound to a chair, Adam goes up to him and Prometheus is like, "You gonna give me a sinus headache?" And he's like, "No, I'm like I'm better than that." When he's tortured all these other people already, <laughs> and the worst person of all is right in front of him. Yeah. yeah, and again, this is seven issues. He does it every issue. He's just going in someone's nose, and <laughs> which I again just... I think is an interesting idea that you could explore more. That superheroes do have the power to like really torture people. Yeah, but <laughs> so silly. But it's not explored. It's just like Sly said. There's no nuance. It's just like this thing we are doing. Let us do it. And then someone's <laughs> like, "It is wrong." And then they're like, "It is wrong." <laughs> and then it ends. <laughs> So say we all. <laughs> and then and then he goes and shoots him in the head. Like, yeah. Uh, what a shit book. So, uh, are, is there anything else you guys want to say about Cry for Justice? I regret reading it. Um, it was too long. It was too long. Uh, Nemesis is better. <laughs> okay. That was the other thing I wanted yeah. to bring up. Why I think Nemesis is better is because Nemesis is better. isn't in an established universe where you're like, you know, I can... This is so dumb, but this follows its own internal logic of being so dumb. Whereas, yeah. like, this, you have characters that have a history and powers, and it's like, how can you lose to this one human? 
Like, especially how can you not catch him when his suit has chameleon effect? It's like, how does Supergirl not use her x-ray to see through Shazam's disguise? That's like, it's yeah. clearly... Oh, a guy. and they have that, like, this, like, fucking ro- romance hints between Shazam and Supergirl throughout the thing. So that when he's like, I'm actually Prometheus, it's like, oh, no, I thought they were... There's, <laughs> yeah. On the cover on of the one cover, of them, they're kissing. It's, it's them kissing, and they never... All all that happens is Supergirl girl's like, he's hot. Yeah, repeatedly. And then that was the super cute, super smart Freddy who was the coincidence from us or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there's a there's there's a reason for all that shit, uh, all the misleading covers and shit. Uh, and this is my message of hope for uh, humanity after Jesus. last episode, because uh, as we get to the new year, I think it keeps, this is the anti Lobo because this was intended to be the new superhero team, and basically it was so panned, like almost immediately. They they started uh, uh, dialing down the number of issues it's going to have. They were dialing how long it was going to be, and they were dialing what access uh, to, to which characters Robson was going to have. Like uh, at one point, Batwoman shows up, but she's not part of the story at all because she was supposed oh, to be a member. Yeah. But 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 she was supposed to be a member. But basically, at, at a certain point, he's like, "This book sucks, James Robinson. You're not getting fucking Batman. Get the fuck out of here!" And they fucking ended at seven issues. So humanity rejected this book. Thanks, Randy. <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah, at least there's that. The delegates came and saved the day for once. <laughs> I, I, if if people had... If, if this was like a cult classic, I would kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Prometheus! Like, this is, this is unequivocally worse than Nemesis, and I, I don't say that lightly. Nemesis, for me, Nemesis is better just because it's easier to read, because it's not fucking... Uh, Mountains and amounts of dialogue every page. Yeah, that's the thing is they're they're equally they're equally aggravating in terms of like the plot and structure and everything. But the Cry for Justice the, takes like three times longer to read, and each each page is really crammed with shit that I do not care about. When they're talking about the ninth Flash and his friends who hang out at the Flash Museum to, where they keep the cosmic treadmill <laughs> and the time pool or oh, something, I'm just pool. like, oh my god, I <laughs> and I just I couldn't take reading some of these <laughs> okay. pages. I really couldn't. So I think that's I think we can all agree that you guys hate it. Cry for Justice made us cry. So at the end of last episode, we talked about uh, we put out a call to what are everyone's favorite episodes, and the only person who responded was Tracy, and she echoes Daryl's sentiments that any Mark Millar episodes are the best, and she loved Nemesis. I think it's great because it gets us riled up. <sighs> yeah. It was therapeutic out of all of them. And she also mentioned Trouble, which might have to be next year's back issue. Sure. Uh, which is also maybe, Millar. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, which is also Mark Millar, which I always forget. When that was Mark Millar, Joe was like, this is great Mark Millar. This is, <laughs> when he read uh, Wanted, this is like, this is not the Mark Millar. Uh, trouble is great Mark Millar. <laughs> Comparatively. Comparatively. <laughs> yeah. So... What was everyone's favorite and least favorite books they read this year? So let's start with Phil. <laughs> um, my least favorite, I, I mean, aside from the unfunnies, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah, have to our... put the caveat aside from unfunnies. Unfunnies is, is a tier unfunnies, like it's own, <laughs> its own tier of. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone accepts this is the worst human man he's created. Again, it's like <laughs> pedophilia jokes. That, that's yeah. all that really is. So it's like uh, yep. this isn't. No, thank you. I'm torn between Cry for Justice and The Boys. Mm. I hate both of them so much. <laughs> um, so you hate boy, the boys more than uh, Nemesis? I think so. Wow, you're harsher than I am. I, you know, it, it's me. It's me lifting up Nemesis in the eyes. Yeah, of maybe like, every time. Maybe I I, maybe I, f- I feel better about Nemesis after reading Cry for Justice because I'm like, wow, that was a more boring version of Nemesis, <laughs> yeah. which was already shit. <laughs> 
I think I might like the boys now after recent events. Of course, of course, you do. <laughs> when when uh, that superhero, when Superman pulls down his pants and says "suck my dick" to that woman, I imagine her face being America and like, the Superman being Donald Trump. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so uh, what about your favorite, Phil? Um, that's a good question. Superman versus Muhammad Ali, maybe. I really enjoyed reading that. Are we talking about favorite episode or favorite comic? favorite book? Favorite episodes are very. Diff- my favorite episodes, fucking unfunny nemesis. That's not my fucking <laughs> favorite books at all. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go with uh, either Death of Superman or Superman versus Muhammad Ali. Cool. Really cool. Uh, fun to read. Really cool to talk about. Just, just great. I'm going to go next because I my favorite was actually also Superman vs. Muhammad Ali. Even though I think the best book we read, in my opinion, was probably Afterlife with Archie, I, uh, I, I expected that to be great because Sly raved about it so much. I thought Superman vs. Muhammad Ali was going to be really stupid, and I, like, super loved it a lot. <laughs> and uh, basically, like, all the things Phil said, it was fun, it was, like, uplifting... But my least favorite was one that Sly mentioned earlier. I fucking hated Wanted a lot. I know it's before you guys joined the show, but it's like... Uh, it's, it's just the, the worst. Edgelord. It's the fucking ultimate edgelord shithead bullshit. And I, I just... I hated it so... I'm just getting so mad thinking about it. Well, when it. you have your main character raping people, yeah, <laughs> it is yeah. pretty terrible. Mark Millar really deserves, like... If there was like a punishment for bad writers, like he would get the death penalty. Uh, he had he had a fucking character that was like Clayface, but made out of the shit of Hitler. Come on, <laughs> shithead! Yeah, <laughs> and then we had then me and, and Joe and uh, Ryan and I had a debate over whether fuck with the mentally retarded superhero was actually shithead in disguise. Was he was he shit or a fuck with? God damn it! it Maybe terrible. he's he's the he's like Trump. He's the master troll. He's playing us, and we're all like. Arguing about his dumb shit as he sits there and laughs. Yeah, as he's getting more popular and people are buying yeah. his books. And we're he's like, like so he's cool. like, people are arguing whether it's shithead or fuckwit. I am the real like winner here. <laughs> what about you, Daryl? Um, so my favorite was the Swamp Thing comic about uh, menstruation. That was. Cool. I thought that <laughs> oh, one was cool. super cool. I, I, I hope people who didn't read it, watch that episode uh, hear that and have very fun images in their head of what it entails. You know, yeah. swampy menstruation. It, it's about the, this woman that turns into a, a werewolf, and it, it's, it's, really it's an allegory for just like for how women are held down by men. And it was it was just really neat. It wasn't something I expected to see in a comic, especially from as we've argued over a name like Swamp Thing. And then uh, I think my least favorite one is probably the the Batgirl episode with her gams, where <laughs> the only she's only useful when she's showing off her legs to men, and uh, well, they ogle her while Batman and Robin beat them. Looks like we got an SJW over here. My favorite issue was the one about women's rights, and my least favorite issue was the one objectifying. Oh women. yeah, they they do coincide. Well, I was gonna argue Spider Man Reign because I I really did not like mm. that at all. That was but, also pretty bad. But that at least has some parts where you're like okay this is this is decent well that batman nothing nothing was good what about you sly uh my favorite is actually wanted uh i, I think it represents you, my... you're fucking you're fucking yeah, lying i am fucking you but um... <laughs> he's he's become he's gonna pull off his mask and be like i was mark millar the whole time <laughs> and i've become I... phil where i just i'm like no there's no way fuck you you're yeah. lying you liar <laughs> But um, my favorite uh, is probably uh, Alan Moore's Batman the Killing Joke. Oh, I completely 
didn't think about that. But yeah. if it would have been, it would, uh, I actually was never a huge fan of the story, and I think I, I liked the least out of all, the four of us when we were discussing it because I was kind of used overrated. But I think it represents humanity more than I thought it did. Um, <laughs> Why? When uh, after uh, Never Brave, I was like, I am the Joker. I started laughing at very macabre, <laughs> macabre things. Macabre. <laughs> macabre. Yeah. Shimomile. Yeah, Chipotle, uh, Shimamile. Quesadilla. But uh, I started laughing at very uh, macabre things, and I was like, yes, everything we fought for doesn't matter. Uh, the only downside of that story is that it ends with... Um, like uh, Christian Gordon doesn't go insane when in reality everyone will go insane like that's that's what will happen if when you get everything of value taken away from you you will go insane because that's what humanity it, does it argues not to go insane in an insane world it's, 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 the, the main thesis is a lie uh, follow Joker's logic he's telling the truth uh, that's what America did today this year we, we saw you know, we were like, we're 2016 is the one bad day for society yeah exactly so uh, that's the book of the year uh, and uh, worst book of the year uh, I guess it has to be one of those shitty discrimination books <laughs> it doesn't have to be anything. Uh, no, just because um, I'm gonna say uh, the worst one is the fucking Legion Superior of Superior. Oh, comic, that one's pretty yeah, bad. One's bad too. <laughs> where uh, uh, Superboy points at an Asian man and uh, uh, he says, "This man, if you're yellow like this guy, uh, we tolerate everybody." While they're trying to coerce a black man to stop acting so black and join the Justice League and stop hating people. Yeah, be more white like they are. Yeah, I mean colorblind. AKA Each white. one of his screams has a different power, so he goes, Haroo! And he gets, <laughs> yeah. like, big feet or something. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm from the black-only island, where, as opposed to white-only rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, I want to give an honorary mention to one that was before Phil and Daryl that I just remembered. Uh, the best So Bad It's Good was definitely Batman Odyssey, the first half of it. That book oh, yeah. ruled. Uh, I-, I would like to also... I just thought of this. Uh, honorable mention to the... Amargara Fault ish. Uh, oh, that manga. was really great. Oh, yeah. All the, yeah. the horror manga stuff was pretty good, and that one in particular stuck with me. It was a good one. Yep. Go back and listen cool. to our episodes. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> we have an episode where Punisher wears blackface. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. Which we actually liked. That was one of our good episodes. There is, we did a lot of good stuff this year. I'd say that one was in my top five. For good stuff? Just because it, at least, it, at least the, the Punisher one. Because they at least attempted to try and address, like, hey, Punisher, why are you killing all these people? <laughs> yeah. Yo, Punisher, why are you killing all these people, huh? You know, almost, <laughs> almost like Cry for Justice, except not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Daryl, for that poignant comparison. You're welcome. So, I would like to be a little sincere for a second, if that's okay with you guys. One Mississippi. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> As a lot of our listeners may probably know, it's podcasts are they take a lot of work and you don't get like anything out of it so i just really wanted to thank all the people that have supported us especially from the beginning like tony and avery and ariel and all our guest hosts like brian and sean and also ariel and liz is that everybody did anyone else guest i guess daryl (laughs) daryl daryl's our permanent guest yeah but i just really wanted to thank everybody to help us get through the first year and uh, also all the people, like all the newer fans like Matt and Tracy have been like super, super involved. And that's really cool. And all the network people like, uh, you know, all the Square Roots guys and Shirley Not Shirley and Ryan from Tales from the Static is, has been super great. And Malcolm has been like and Justin have been incredibly helpful, too. And I want to give a huge thanks to Owen from Classic Schmassic. 
and I guess Chris too, but Owen did more to promote us than I think any of us lazy assholes ever did. And he's the one who introduced us to Malcolm and told Malcolm he should put us on the network. So thanks a lot, Owen. And uh, I want to give the biggest thanks of all to our fallen comrade, Joe, who helped us start it. And he felt, died in battle. <laughs> yeah, he died in battle with Mark Millar. Died in the Civil War. <laughs> and even though Joe's not on the show anymore, we definitely would not be doing this if it wasn't for Joe in the first place. So thank you so much, Joe. You're the best. I actually probably wouldn't have this unnatural hatred for comics if I didn't hear you and Joe and Sly just arguing about <laughs> comics for so many years. So yep. it is important. Yeah, I, I knew a lot less about comics than I did like a year and a half ago. Aren't you so much better for it? Well, I am glad I, I know some things, and I'm also sad I know some things. <laughs> That's how we all feel at the end of the day. Oh, and like also all the people that retweet our new episodes and always in, when I ask stupid comic book questions like Joe Crawford and Zach and I guess also Matt too there and uh, yeah you guys are all great and all the other podcasts that have plugged us like not just the network but also like Wings and Songs That Saved Your Life and the Comics Canon has plugged us quite a few times and it's awesome I really feel like we're not sometimes sometimes it's tough when you podcast but you guys have made it very clear that we're not just yelling into the ether and people actually kind of give a shit about what we have to say kind of kind of kind of like there's like three people who like us so it's pretty good <laughs> yeah and uh, three of them are us uh, i hate i hate us obviously <laughs> oh wait i hate us too so <laughs> uh so now we're down to two uh daryl what's your opinion uh undecided <laughs> and special thanks to uh never enough who always emails us or not always but a couple times and then never responds when i ask follow-up questions just like a politician <laughs> i guess but uh we hope everyone's 2017 is better than 2016 <laughs> That's the hope. Probably won't be, but it probably won't be. Well, thank you guys for listening for this whole year. It's been great, and I've been a sinus headache. I've been Stephen Hawking. Uh, <laughs> I've been a bomb made of kryptonite, Hal Jordan's DNA, and nanobots. And I've been a scientist assigned to Prometheus who gets his brain turned <laughs> into a baby's brain for, for helping him, I guess. <laughs> Stay in continuity. Independent Podcasting Network.